This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about Happy Death Day. Spooky clowns scare me. They do. This is a more recent film. This came out in 2017. Whoa, we're getting current here. Yeah. Directed by Christopher Landon. Written by Scott Lobdell. Landon. Starring Jessica Roth, Israel Broussard, Ruby Modine. Matt Modine's daughter? It's possible. Yeah. Mm. Can you guys hear that? Yes. Yes. You got ghosts. We So, uh, going behind the curtains here, for, for those that heard our last episode, uh, Jeff has a, a haunted artifact, and we're pretty sure that, that, that knocking here occasionally here is it, trying to escape the closet. Yeah, so this might be Jeff's uh, last last podcast. In which case, I would like to say it's been real. <laughs> I've listened to a lot of podcasts over the years. This is one of them. <laughs> it certainly, was one of them. <laughs> and, and go, as, as we always say to our to our loyal fans, we always promise content. <laughs> it's true. All right, well, hopefully this uh, pounding stops. Uh, anyway. Really quit pounding off in there. I <laughs> uh, said Jessica, Roth, Israel, Broussard, Ruby Bodine, Charles, Aitken, Laura Clifton, and a bunch of jobbers. Did you or guys they, could re- be, they could be super famous. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're old. Yeah. Uh, yeah, did you guys know anybody from this? The main girl looked familiar, but I didn't know her from anything. I She looked familiar to me, too, and... The only thing that I, I I looked her up on IMDb, and the only thing that I saw on there that I would might recognize her from is a really small part in La La Land. But to try to answer your question, no, I didn't recognize her from anything. Yeah. She looked really familiar to me, but yeah, I couldn't figure it out. Anyway, uh, Scott, this is your movie, so uh, tell us where it's your, what's your uh, history with this film? Uh, so this is my first time watching it, and right. I'd, I'd heard about it. Uh, some time ago from a couple people saying that they enjoyed it. Uh, not necessarily that it was anything great. Uh, the the premise seemed like a lot of fun. Um, you know, it, the the whole Groundhog's uh, Day thing has it's definitely been done before, at, well, done after Groundhog's Day many times, uh, unironically. And, you know, so it's not quite new, but um, I don't know, it just it looked like uh, something that would be entertaining. And Blumhouse has done some, well, I, I guess mileage varies, but um, they, they they do a lot of horror movies that at least look like they're competently put together, whether you like them or not. So they, you know, they, they did stuff like, uh, let's see, uh, well, Black Klansman was a recent one. That's not really a horror movie. Uh, they did Upgrade. I don't know if you guys saw that one. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that. Uh, one yet. So they do a lot of like these kind of lower budget, like uh, smaller movies, but 
they, they still seem to have like a really decent production value to them. Um, they did, I think they did Insidious. The, they did uh, the Purge. Truth or Dare. Split was one of theirs. Yeah, isn't the Jordan Peele ones too? Like Us and um, yes, yes, those as well. Yeah. So yeah, just the low budget, but things that don't look low budget is is kind of like the hallmark for for their stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, my this is the first time I've seen it. Uh, I think I've heard of it, but other than that, I had no concept. I had no idea what it was. I didn't even know it was based on a you know a recurring day thing like um, Groundhog's Day. So. Yeah, so it's the first time I've ever seen it. Alex? Uh, same. All I heard was that people th- thought it was really good at work, but I didn't hear anything past that. It's like, okay, and it's got a creepy baby face mask. It's like, all right. It seemed like it it was trying, like, just from first impressions with the baby mask. It's like, oh, this is kind of like my, not my bloody Valentine, but another one with David Boreanaz, and he wore, like, a similar mask. Remember that one? Yeah, I remember that one. That one was, nah. Yeah, not that great. Uh, so I didn't. I went in there with uh, no expectations, and I was pleasantly surprised. This movie's <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, let's get into it. Uh, as usual, we're each going to talk about seven items from the film. So, Scott, why don't you go first? What's your number seven? Okay. So, first one is uh, about one of the the, the frat guys. Uh, so the movie definitely has a, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it a heightened reality, but it definitely plays up all the, the dumb college stereotypes, uh, that, that are pretty universal, at least in, in, uh, Western movies. Um, mm-hmm. but the, the guy that she goes up to the room with early in the movie and he leans in close and he's been just like a, a real weirdo, but he leans in and goes, Welcome to the Pleasure Dome. And then he turns on the... Oh, that guy. And then he turns on the, the, the strobe lights and the, the spinning... Uh, all the other spinning lights. And, like, amps up a bunch of shitty techno music. And uh, he starts dancing around. And, the you know, that, that was amusing. I, I like that... Uh, like, they, they kind of set this guy up. Like, when, when she first walked into his room and he sees... You see the bong on the table that he's really not that that deep of a guy, <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so all that all that stuff happens, and she's you know not really into it, but at at that point she's like whatever, and then uh, it, it just it serves as a good backdrop because you know right away like oh all that noise and everything that the the real killer is going to show up and it's going to be bad, and spoilers sure enough uh, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. It was just such a, a like a non sequitur thing that I uh, made me laugh. Yeah, it's my number seven. <laughs> All right. Um, for my list here, this was a movie more. We just I just have comments and or questions that I'm going to turn into my to my uh, numbered list here. So cool. stuff that stuff that I didn't like, or stuff I didn't like, but also stuff maybe I didn't get, or stuff I had questions about. So that's kind of where we're going to go. But this first one is kind of a statement. Um, but I, anyway, I thought, okay, by the way, since this is a somewhat newer film, spoiler alerts, <laughs> this is kind of a whodunit type thing going on. So, yeah, it's but, two years old. I know, but just throw that out there if you do want to see it. Go see the movie first and then listen to the podcast. Um, yeah. Who the killer? Oh, that was lame. 
<laughs> hey, who the killer is? <laughs> I just, I know they even called it out. You're doing all this over a guy. Like, I know they, she even calls it out, but it was pretty lame. That, that, and then. Well, there was a little more to it than that, but yeah. Yeah, it was pretty Yeah, bad. not really. I mean, the reasoning behind her killing, I didn't find that as a problem because the extraordinary thing was happening to what's-her-face, the girl. Ari? Ari? Tree. Ari? Tree. Tree. Trini from Power Rangers. Wait, what? I, mean, not, I don't care about the Power Ranger part, but what, what What don't you find interesting? Oh, that it didn't bother me that it was just a, like a simple reason to try and kill somebody. It's like, oh, she's sleeping with a guy that um, I wanted to sleep with. It's yeah. just the extraordinary part that's happening to Tree. Oh, her, yeah. Her thing is... And, is and like, also being a really shitty roommate. Yeah, yeah <laughs> she was. Even then, that's not reason to do this. No, so. but well, they, I, they clearly say she's a psycho. Like, I mean, yeah. it's obviously mileage varies. Like, I, mm-hmm. I thought the the red herring villain was really lame. Uh, it's an honorable mention. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. But, but yeah, that's what I want to say. So if the whole thing, she describes it as, okay, you were trying to poison me with the cupcake. I didn't eat it, so you needed to come up with another way. And then, like, so she would... The other way was this whole uh, thing of framing <laughs> yeah, this guy. Like, yeah. that's a pretty good backup plan. <laughs> I'm gonna poison her with this cupcake, or luckily this guy is gonna be checked into my hospital, who's killing a bunch of teens, and I'm gonna frame him and kill her in the in the under the bridge. Or if she doesn't show up to the bridge, I'm gonna go to the frat house party and kill her there. Or 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 I, I just well, no, all all the only time he actually kills her. Is the that? Well, I don't think he actually ever does kill her. Yeah, no, no, he but her plan, like the set in effect. Like, yeah. What I'm saying is, she would go through all this trouble when, like, her original intent was just to poison her with a cupcake, and it's all in the same day. Like, if she did go for the pup cupcake, right? I mean, it, it is it is convoluted, but <laughs> yes. But I mean, if you if you look at it from a if you look at it from a different point of view, uh, oh. so all she 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 makes the poison cupcake, which is. You know, however much work that was. And then she just lets this dude go in like 10 minutes. So the whole thing is like not that much time out of her day. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Setting up the little thing in the little wit in the under the bridge. And it seems kind of complicated. But whatever. Yeah, it's, That's it's, it's very seen. like horror slash slasher. It is. Yeah, yeah. It is. Um, as, a, as a little aside. I thought that when she was starting to that the roommate was going to come out with a cupcake and then she was going to ask, "Wait, where'd you get this candle?" It's like, "Oh, my grandmother who's revered medicine woman <laughs> back in wherever like gave me this candle. I just found it in her room. I thought it'd be neat." Yeah. It was, I thought it was going to be something magical like that. It was the bracelet. Uh, uh. Oh yeah, that too. Bracelet. Bracelet. Uh, All right. Uh Alex number 7. Uh, my number seven is, as I said before, I didn't know anything. I didn't know it was a Groundhog Day movie either going into this film. And then the Scott damn Universal logo had to spoil it for me. I mean, it's not that big of a spoiler, but I could have done without that. Yeah, that was, that was pretty cutesy. I, I do appreciate, though, that Universal does let the, like other people fuck with their logo. Like Scott Pilgrim mm-hmm. had the 8-bit logo thing going on. Yeah, well, I cool. missed it. What did it do? It, the logo just kept repeating. Oh, I think it repeated like right. once, right? Was it twice? No, it did it twice. Did it twice? Okay. 
like, so like it starts. Uh, it doesn't do. It doesn't go through the whole thing, but it starts over at the beginning. Yeah. And then plays through the the whole thing. And after that, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a Groundhog Day type scenario, isn't it? And I'm like, oh well. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. I just I could have done without that. Uh, if I would have saw that, I think I would have liked it. I don't think it would have been a negative for me, but well. yeah, I liked it. All right, Scott, number six. Uh, number six. Um, I so the the most fun out of the these Groundhog Day type movies is usually after the character has figured it out, and it's usually not not the the ending, but like somewhere in the the later, like somewhat late in the second act, uh, where they figure it out and they get this surge of confidence. Um, and I I really like the the whole scene where uh, she figures it out. She knows what she needs to do, um, and she goes from from miserable to uh, just kind of this like force. Uh, she she goes outside. Yeah. She, she takes the dude. She goes full Murray. Yeah, she goes full Paul Murray. Yeah, takes the dude's sunglasses. She grabs the pillow to get to the guy before he falls to the ground. Uh, tells the people to to get off the grass. Um, and then goes on to, to visit her dad, but the they, they do a couple fun uh, things of her walking out of there, uh, like the the, the nude scene. Uh, but yeah, this this is my favorite one where she figures it out. Uh, uh, I don't know, I just I, I enjoy the payoff of that. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it's it, so you, at one hand we've got the who done it, which is at this point kind of been solved. Um, Although I think I think it was obvious to all of us who the real killer was going to be, uh, but it was just more fun to see her try to figure it out. I guess. Um, yeah, I, I, I just like the the payoff there in the middle where she uh, uses all of her previous knowledge to to like live the day up. Mm-hmm. So how did she know that just killing the killer? Was it going to make the loop stop? Well, she didn't, but it would be the only time that she would survive. So, right. So she was under the assumption that if if she if she kept herself from dying, that that would break the loop. Mm-hmm. Based on just like that one time she had the conversation, the one the one life <laughs> where she had the conversation with the the dude. <laughs> Your plan sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And she couldn't have just drove away. That's what she was gonna do in the last one. She tried at one point. She was gonna do that, and then um, yeah, that's when she figured it out with the cupcake. Oh yeah, that was like at the yeah. end. Yeah, and the roommate. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like no, but I, after. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I, I, it's, it's a good point, Jeff. Like, it didn't bother me. Like, it's funny because I was bitching about like stuff that didn't make sense and killer clowns matter space, <laughs> but. Like, for whatever reason, this one I didn't have as much problem with the suspension of disbelief. Huh. Or, like, yeah, a normal person would have, like, like, gone straight to the police and, been, like, someone tried to kill me. Got them. So, like, there, there was a lot, a lot of, like, smarter things she could have done in, early on. Um, yeah, I was just enjoying seeing her go through, like, all the different scenarios. So it didn't really bother me. All right. It didn't really bother me either, but these are just kind of stuff that I thought about when I was watching it. Yeah. All right, well, my number six has to do with the single candle thing, and it I did not... So I got super confused. Well, let me say this. The single candle thing, when the guy in the car drops it, right, and it, 
lets lights the gas on fire and kills her in one of the explosions. Oh yeah, that's when the guy probably killed her. That still wasn't him. Really? That was you don't think so? Because the candle. Oh, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Right. But the very next scene when she wakes up, she's having she's at the cafe with uh Carter and she tells a story about how her mom's dead and that but they had the same birthday and her dad used to buy a big cake and put a single candle on top. So then I was like, "Oh, it's the dad." Because I'm, then I'm start thinking like, "Okay, like scream, you know, they, they framed it to be the dad." Yeah. So that's what I was thinking. So that, <laughs> that threw me off. So I did not think it was the roommate. And uh Yeah, so I don't know what what the significant the single candle. I know she kept putting on the cupcake, but I don't know. I, that, that didn't mean anything to me. I thought it was... Because the very next scene was her telling the story about a single candle on yeah. the, and the cake. Well, I mean, the the only significance of the the explosion being started by that candle was because the only other person handling a candle was was uh, the roommate, so... I know. But I guess if it wasn't that scene, the very next scene where she talked about the single candle, I was like, oh, so... I mean, it could have, could have been a dad at that point. It was definitely like a clue-esque thing where it could have been anybody. It didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like she blames, you know, he blames her for the death of his, I don't, you know, one of those type of things. But right. whatever, that's my number six. Scott, Alex, number six. Uh, my number six, and this was a little bit annoying because of the logo, the universal logo, but her m- very memorable walk of shame. Where all that stuff was happening. And I got a little bit annoyed of it a little sooner than I I would have. Because, okay, it's a Groundhog's Day movie. Okay, she's going to remember all this shit happening over and over and over again. All right. So, this is a minor annoyance. I always like that. Like, what did we just do? Is it Run, Lola, Run? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but that one was only three times. Well, like, I don't think she had, she, sure. she didn't have perfect knowledge right away. Right. Oh, I'll tack on this that I forgot to write down. But no matter whether she left Carter's room quickly or slowly, yeah. s- stuff still happened in that courtyard at the exact same time. Like, she was a video game character just hitting triggers, and then the people would pop out. Are you sure, about, are you sure about that? Yep. Uh, I'll have to rewatch it. I, sometimes uh, the, they skip the, the say, roommate. They say don't, sometimes they skip the whole quad thing. It doesn't happen every single time she leaves the room. Right, I know, but it happened enough that I noticed it. Mm. Like the roommate, yeah. there was one time when the roommate didn't show up in time because she ran off, and then he came in afterwards. But most of the time, the roommate would barge in, uh, even if she ran off. Like the guy with the glasses was always there. He was never late or like past her. He's always there. The people with the sprinklers, well, they're always there, no matter what. But she was always there to witness all that stuff. Like, the sprinklers always hit right when she was walking up. Not like, oh, she's talking to the uh, global warming girl, and then the sprinklers go off off in Uh, the distance. Well, you should should write a strongly worded letter. Mm. (laughs) Like I said, these are minor annoyances, because I really like this movie. I noticed it, too. And the only thing I I thought about is because of Run, Lola, Run, how it did make a difference for her. Every time she came out... And then yeah. she would touch the the bag lady or whatever, and then she'd become a a nun or a rapist, whatever it was. Like that one made a big deal about it, where this one didn't. I was okay with it, yeah. but I definitely noticed it. Yeah. All right, Scott, number five. 
Number five is the baby mask. Uh, so, another effective uh, slasher movie mask. Um, a, a little hard to swallow as being the, the mascot for this college. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, otherwise... It was on sale. Yeah, I guess, I, I, think, I, I think I read in the trivia that uh, it, it was designed by the same guy that, that did the Scream mask. Um, From the 1930s? The same guy that did the Scream mask for the movie Scream. Uh, yeah, because they, they see that Scream mask in like an old-timey like costume shop, and it was like designed way back in the, like the 40s, 30s or 40s. I don't, know. I, don't, I don't know about that. I know it's oh, obviously based on the Scream. It's just the number one trivia item on this page. The Bayfield University baby color costume was owned by Tony Gardner, who also designed the ghost face mask, the horror icon of the Scream franchise. Yeah, okay. Which... Well, I was lied to. Oh, it was about that and more. Oh, okay. Which is a reworked version of the Father's Death Halloween costume. Maybe that's... Maybe you're both right. Anyway. Hello? Yeah? Jeff? Yes? Okay, you cut out there. Uh, it's fine for me. Moving along. Oh, sorry. Uh, Moving <laughs> along. Stupid clown. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah, just a, a effective, uh, creepy movie mask. Um, you know, the, <laughs> some rule where they like whoever's wearing the mask has to do like the creepy like head tilts and stuff. Like that. Yeah. That <laughs> like there's like a class that people take on this shit, but. <laughs> Uh, still effective. I like the way they make it dirty, as opposed to all the other ones. Uh, mm-hmm. And it becomes a. It's got stubble. It's and also, like just, just like the the mask from Scream, it becomes an effective red herring when uh, it shows up with other people. So yeah, I like the baby mask. Mm-hmm. Creepy, effective. Yeah, they used it well. All right. Um, before I get to my number five. Uh, this script was written back in 2007. It was going to star Megan Fox and was to be produced by Michael Bay. We, we, <laughs> I, the bullet there. I, I'll, I'll just speak for all of us when I say we missed out. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the original writer closed the loop by not going to Michael Bay. Yeah. And they said that's why maybe the school they went to is Bayfield University. But uh, ah. that's a stretch. Mm-hmm. All right, well, my number five is the exact same as Scott, is the mask. I have mask, what the fuck, school mascot. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Were the babies, were the Bayfield babies? Come on. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, the mask, it felt like it was trying too hard to be creepy to me, so it was never, it never really was. Um, it was all right, but I just thought that the, the fact that it was the mascot was a little was stretching it for me. Yeah, college mm-hmm. kids are lame. When I grow yeah. up, I'm going to Bovine University. <laughs> there you go. Alex, number five. My number five is, at the very end, spoiler alert, where they actually do mention Bill Murray and Groundhog's Day. I kind of liked it because I didn't expect it, number one. Number two, after seeing that whole film and how well they treated the material and the premise, I thought it had earned it. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I liked it as just a way to kind of lampshade the fact that like, it never gets brought up before that. Yeah. 
Right. How come people in zombie movies never say it's a fucking zombie? Right, right. There's a million zombie movies, and then no one ever mentions it. it. (laughs) Yeah, so like, but no, like, this just happened to Scott, and they're like, what? You're like, it's like fucking Groundhog's Day. That's what you just have to say to us. We're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Is there any zombies out there? Don't use that. What? The Z word. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I, I liked it too. I thought it was, it was... They mentioned it. They weren't hiding from it. And then the fact that she didn't mention it is because she had never seen the movie before. So it was reasonable. Mm-hmm. Kid her age, yeah. Yeah. I think she would know who Bill Murray is, though. That guy seems like everybody knows who that guy is. But yeah, it's that that <laughs> that's that's a little hard to swallow that she doesn't know who Bill Murray is. <laughs> but you know, I guess out of touch sorority chick. I don't yeah, know. That's true. All right. Uh, Scott number four. Yep. Okay. Uh, but number four, and we, we've already talked about this, but the 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 general premise, um, the the Groundhog's Day, but in a horror movie. I don't even think it's the first horror movie to do this, probably. But um, it, it's just such a fun concept. Like I don't think it's been overly done yet. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of like we we're talking about the raid. Uh, and Judge Dredd, other basically the same movie, but who cares? Like that, yeah. that whole premise is just such a great setup for for that genre. Uh, whereas the Groundhog Day thing can can be be done with just about anything, um, and it has been done recently with some shitty comedies and, and stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I like how they did this. Um, you know, just seeing the characters go through and react to the day to day stuff and how they change over it. Uh, is 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 really fun. Um, mm-hmm. I like the the one twist on this though is, is it, on one hand, is kind of weak because it becomes a really important plot point and then gets discarded, sort of. But yeah. but I did like to, in order for them to keep the stakes up that you know she's actually taking like damage. You know, I I I guess like yeah she just heals really quickly yeah, she's, over yeah, she's, overnight or something yeah, so like we, time reverses but yeah she's got scar tissue and right everything. right and it's like like her body can't handle all that that damage adding up even though she's healing um mm-hmm. but then that just kind of goes out the window uh but um yeah i like that they did something to 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 keep the stakes kind of high yeah and it mm-hmm. and it is a horror movie so there there's still no guarantee that she was going to get out of the loop so. Yep, I like that. They yeah. added the stakes there. Mm, I like steaks. steaks. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my number four. I'll have a steak, medium rare. <clears throat> um, my number four is, and this is more of a question, but or, or maybe it's a statement. Uh, they never explained why she was repeating. Uh, yeah, like you said there was no magic candle. There was. I think. I think it it had something to do with the bracelet. Think so. And her mom dying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe her mom's like trying to save her life. Um, I don't know. I if I had to guess, I I would say it's something like she got that bracelet from her mom. Like her mom gave it to her like the day she died or something, and like because of that, it like made her death proof. I don't know something like that. And it was blessed by a shaman. Like yeah, the actual reasons why it was magic, I have no idea. But mm. that would explain why. Uh, the, the the bracelet gets uh, is so important, mm-hmm. and I'm really glad that they didn't explain it. 
It's just left a like either a fluke yeah. or finding meaning in the bracelet or any other number of things. It's awesome. Yeah, I agree with that. Although I'm reading here in trivia that uh, the director says if you look closely, there's definitely a reason for it. Um, and then the next one says the time loop is explained in the sequel. Uh, so there you go. Uh, okay. <laughs> is it a hadron collider or something? <laughs> I have no idea. Well, I'm, I'm going on a, a long flight tomorrow. Maybe they'll will have that playing. Yeah, watch the second one. They came out not too long ago. Yeah. Because I heard the second one was uh, on par with the first one, at least. So mm-hmm. I find that hard to believe, but I'll give it a shot. This movie's earned it. All right, well, what's your number four? My number four is Scott mentioned uh, Tree's Perfect Day. That was awesome. Taking everything in stride and whatnot. And her thinking, uh, you know, they had, like, uh, at the very end, like, the little 16 Candles moment where they're just sitting there just with their cupcake and everything and she blows out the candle it goes dark and then she wakes up back you know it loops over again and that actually threw me for a bit of a loop I'm like what the fuck what what's going on that one got me really good and then uh you know she <laughs> that's she's freaking out she says I'm getting the fuck out of here as far away as possible so yeah it was cool I like the fight that she had with the with the psycho on that day. Also, that was awesome. Where she time she set the timer for the blackout that she knew was coming. That was pretty sweet. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I was surprised that she didn't get arrested <laughs> for putting a knife through the. To the yeah, yeah. I was, I was surprised throat. they just like, let her go because even though that guy was a, a serial killer, it was still basically her word against his. Hmm. Well, what about her kicking the other girl out the window? I just assumed well, that they, they like, would have seen the, just, the poison cupcake. Yeah, I just assumed that they like looked into her story and found like a bunch of corroborating evidence. They're like, oh yeah, she, she did a ton of weird shit. What yeah. I didn't like, I don't know if you guys have this on your list, but the the practical joke at the end is like, okay, just, come on. I, I felt like that was a direct homage to Groundhog Day. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that, where the guys play the same music on the radio. Right, right. And he was really depressed. Okay. Still, that's, that's a so hugely dickish thing to get into. Yeah, do. I know. <laughs> like, I can't believe he didn't get his balls kicked in. Yeah. Because this lady kicks both C's. Tree kicks <laughs> both C's. Yes, yeah, she does. All right. Uh, we're on number three, right, Scott? Yes. All right. Hi. Okay. Uh, Hi. Number three is, and this kind of lines up with with everything else, with the the twists and and all the Groundhog Day stuff. But I, I really liked what they did with with her waking up every time. How it was always a little bit different, um, and depending on what happened to her directly before that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and just the just the wide range of her reactions, where sometimes she gets up and she's. She's all smiles. Sometimes she she wakes up. She's freaking out. Sometimes she just wakes up confused. But uh, there's also the the, the physical reaction that she's having, where like when she drowns, she wakes up vomiting. Um, you know, after she hangs herself, uh, she she has the the crick in her neck. Yeah. Uh, you know, after she gets uh, stabbed in the stomach, she wakes up like holding her stomach. Um, 
So it is cool. And they did a couple of cool stuff with the some of the camera work there, too, where I, I forget which step it was, but uh, oh, I think it was after she got hit in the head with a baseball bat. After she accidentally killed. Oh, <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> after she accidentally took a baseball bat to one of her sorority sisters. Uh, the the real killer took a bat to her head. And um, as she's falling over um, in this like kind of alleyway, um, the the scene shifts seamlessly to her. Uh, her head hitting the pillow um, in the same bed she keeps waking up in. Um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed the the all the different wake-ups. Yep. Alright. Um, my number three was what the hell was the guy doing under the desk each morning? Yeah, that was weird. I thought that might come and, into like... At first I thought that was like a, a thing to show that he's he's, he's up to no good. Yeah, hiding the mask or something. Yeah, and yeah. may, and maybe that's what we're meant to believe. Yeah, because every single time I was like, "What the hell is it?" And is he like, and when the power kept going out all the time, like, oh, is this guy like setting up some like electricity? He's doing something with electricity down there. Uh, so yeah, it was a little weird that that was always happening. Was he like resetting the router? Like, what else would you be doing down there? <laughs> He's setting the time loop. Yeah, like so, I. I'm assuming because we, I guess we all three thought that he might be up to no good. So I guess that's what they're meant to believe. It's another red herring or whatever. But yeah, uh, eh. there it is. That's my number three. What the hell is the guy doing down there? Yeah. All right, Alex, number three. My number three is the murder montage after she goes on her plan. <laughs> it's like so. I should just keep getting killed over and over again until I figure out who it is. It's like you got a better idea. All those different moments are freaking fantastic. She goes on stakeouts. She changes her hair. Yeah. Sees that that one dude that's kind of stalking her is actually, like, in the closet, which plays into, you know, later when she's having a perfect day and really perks him up. Uh, uh, but the deaths, as opposed to uh, the last movie we saw, the deaths were awesome in this movie. Like, uh, one of the earlier ones, with uh, spoiler alerts, by the way, the cracks the bong on the glass, stabs her with that. When she stabs a butcher knife through her and through the door. Whoa, gross. So, I, I actually, one of, one of my few complaints about this movie was that it was a little too tame. Um, so, those those were good deaths. Let's like, save this for my number two, Scott. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they did cut away from stuff. But anyways, I still enjoyed it. It was very imaginative. I wonder how many <laughs> how many scenarios they put up on a bulletin board and which ones they went with uh, in the writer's room. But yeah, I, I enjoyed that whole montage. It was super fun and very scary. Yep. Alright. Scott, number two. Okay. So, my number two is the, like Alex was just saying, the, the suspect list montage. Um, just her going through and getting killed over and over and over again. Um, I, I liked when the 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 super caddy sorority leader is walking with her and then they drops her books and there's the card. <laughs> she flips oh, out and they start fighting him on the street and they both get hit by a bus. And the next scene she crosses her off the list. <laughs> uh, I, thought, I thought that was funny. Uh, like Kind of like you mentioned, Alex, um, all the like kind of weird stuff she's doing. Uh, which kind of starts to hint toward the fact that um, even though she's going a little crazy, that on on some level she's actually pretty c- capable. Um, yeah. yeah, she has the sock out. She's like in full camo, <laughs> like 
Mickey's got the, the, the face camo paint. Um, like, yeah, when she sees the, the guy in the closet and turns around and gets stabbed, and it's like, oh, like she's more disappointed than, than horrified in that particular death. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, uh, yeah, I, I like her going through and crossing up people off the list. Um, although she kind of gives up a little too easily on that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that little montage. All right, me too. All right, uh, my number two is this movie was not gory enough, and I think they wasted opportunities. I thought the I thought the deaths were very tame. I thought they were boring, yeah, and I would have liked to have seen them be more <laughs> head splitting. I, I mean, I also don't like gory movies, but I just felt like this one could have been. It could have. It would have been funny to see her die in a gross way every single time. Yeah, that's what I wanted. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think the problem was was PG thirteen. Yeah, but I don't know why. But yeah, but yeah, yeah so that's this has been R. Yeah, I think we could have seen some really fun stuff. Like you mentioned, um, upgrade earlier. Like that one had some nasty ass yeah, death scenes yeah. in that. Like this could have done that. But I don't know. I mean, like that's not what they were going for. But what I would have wanted was, and that's what I thought I might get. With okay, okay, she's just gonna die because some of them were okay. Like you said the the bong, but they always just cut away from it and stuff. So that would be my negative. But I still had fun with the movie. Alex, number two. My number two is that this movie was actually scary at times. There was uh, points of real suspense, uh, anticipation to see, oh, what's well, what kind of crazy death is going to happen next? Uh, yeah, there was a couple times they weren't, they didn't really go for jump scares in this in this movie, but there were some times where I actually did jump a little bit. I was a bit startled. So they they had some. Uh, Really good techniques in filming and shooting for uh, suspense and revealing the the killer and everything, you know, like in the background or something, or just popping up out of nowhere. Uh, not when, you know, they did it really cheesy, or the power went out, and then the doctor was there, and it's like, eh, that's not him. Yeah, I, I, but other than that, yeah, I agree, yeah. They, they hit a lot of those slasher movie beats in this one. See, I didn't find it scary at all. I think there was points where it was tense, like Alex was saying. Like, like which parts? Um, like when she's alone in the the room after she's ported herself in. Uh, oh yeah, uh, that was that probably was the most like the the initial part. Even though it's kind of silly that yeah the 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 birthday music box is in the middle of that tunnel. Yeah, that's the only one I can think of, and it wasn't that. I don't know. I guess I'm jaded. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, just I, I thought it was tense when she was out on the highway, just because I kept, oh, I, I kept waiting for. Yeah. That was actually a pretty good. Death. But I, I, <laughs> I, I, I kept waiting hit. for, oh my gosh, for the killer to show up like any second. And sure enough, yeah, I thought she was just gonna get in a car accident. <laughs> she was just gonna, she was driving yeah, so fast. Was, she was just yeah, gonna. I kept waiting for that to happen. <laughs> yeah, because they showed if she right. kills herself that it doesn't break the loop. Yeah. Right. Uh, all right, Alec, or Scott, number one. Uh, my number one is uh, kind of seeing Tree's evolution. Um, again, they kind of play up stereotypes here. Um, and she's supposed to kind of be this vapid, self-absorbed uh, sorority girl. Uh, you see as the movie goes along, there's more to her than that. You kind of get some of her backstory. 
And I think by the end of the movie, she's like a really likable character. Um, yeah. And you see her, you know, really become kind of a badass. It's it's a, it's almost a little funny though when she like throws on the leather jacket, pins her hair up. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, she still looks the part there. Um, I like the the part where it's it's finally like clicked with her, like to not just you know hit hit the killer once and run, but to to keep going. But the, the, so in the hospital scene where uh, the the red herring red herring killer um, she hits him with a crowbar and she's gonna go finish him off um, as he's laying there and she realizes that that her friend's gonna still be dead if she does that. And so yeah. she just goes up and hangs herself. So like, at this point, she's got some real, like, some real stones. Uh, I just, just see her, um, you know, become just, I, I guess she's kind of confident in the beginning, but um, confident and competent by the end of the movie. Uh, and that, that's always something that, that's uh, fun in horror movies in general. Uh, we don't get normal people thrown in these situations. And it's usually just one or two people that, that manage to survive, but at the end of it, though, they, they become, like, uh, I, I don't say better people, although in Tree's case, she becomes a much better person by the end of the movie. Uh, yeah. But definitely much more capable. And uh, I, I really like what uh, Jessica Roth did here um, with all the comedic stuff, um, you know, just having to die over and over again. Um, and play up the whole like walk of shame and stuff. Uh, so yeah, that's my number one. Uh, Tree's kind of hero heroic journey here. Yeah, and that's uh, I mean that's Bill Murray and Groundhog's Day too, right? right? Very unlikable people at the beginning, and then at the end they're much better. Yeah, people for yeah, it. exactly. It's still it's still a, for me it's a huge payoff. Yeah. All right, uh, my number one was just and you guys have kind of already said it was just the how. Cool concept for a horror movie and how fun it was. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Did not think I was, and I enjoyed it. And as I said, at one point, I think that yeah, during her her montage, you're talking about like you're it turned into like it's a high school teen movie. Like, what are we? Are we watching Clueless now or whatever? <laughs> yeah, like, <it> would, <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and then it gets back into it. So I, I enjoyed it. I did not think I did not have any expectations, and it. I'm glad I didn't because I enjoyed it and just went with the ride. So it's my number one. Alex, number one. Uh, it's the same. I was thoroughly entertained by this movie. It was a lot better than I expected, and I expected nothing. And uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Would watch it again. 10 out of 10. <laughs> All right. All right. Any honorable mentions before we rate it? Um, I think I already went through a couple of mine. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, I got nothing. Same. Yeah. Alright, well let's rate it. Uh, as usual, we rate on a scale of 1 to 7. 1 being absolute garbage, 7 being perfection. So, Scott. Uh, I, I'm going to give this a 5. Um, okay. A high 5. Uh, again, it's it's a lot of fun. It's not really, you know, redefining the genre, breaking the mold. But, you know, horror movies at this point, that's basically most of them are, is just taking the, the, the the horror movie conventions and trying to put like a little twist on them. But uh, at any rate, yeah, this is a lot of fun. I really liked uh, the the main character and the actress in this, Jessica Roth. Um, And yeah, I would definitely recommend this to people. And uh, I could see having this on in the background. Uh, If not, you know, watch it again sometime in the near future. So five. 
All right. I also give it a five. Pretty easy. I definitely liked it. Um, I would watch it again. I actually kind of watched the second half again today. Uh, I would just say, like, I don't think it's going to make it in my rotation of my movies that I rewatch and everything, but definitely enjoyed it. Five for me. Alex. Well, we got a perfect 15. Five as well. And, uh, yeah, super fun. And I'm going to try and watch this every Halloween now, every October. All right. Going to make it in my yearly rotation. There you go. It's good. Go watch it, people. Maybe next year we can watch the sequel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. uh, Now into our crossover list, which is what, Scott? So, uh, well, I mean, this was about a death day. So we're going to do the opposite and do it about a birthday. So our top five. It was her birthday. It was also her birthday, that's true. Uh, our top five birthdays, so, you know, just from whatever, whenever. Uh, so I'll get things started on something that we did very recently, uh, and that would be the Antichrist. Uh, spoilers. Hey. Uh, Damien. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday. Anos. Anos Felicia. <laughs> I don't know. Felix. <laughs> Felix Anos. Uh, anyways. Uh, <laughs> Spanish, thank Jesus Christ. Uh, I mean, Antichrist. Uh, the opposite. Antichrist, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Damien uh, gets the best present of all on his fifth birthday. Um, you know, as his soon-to-be erstwhile nanny uh, <laughs> um, gives him the ultimate gift um, before proclaiming that it's all for him. Uh, and uh, something then very horrific happens. Uh, I won't recap it. You guys should have been watching or listening to the podcast. So, number five, The Omen. The birthday party from that. <laughs> all right. My number five is the exact same thing. Damien's birthday from The Omen. It's all for you. Alex. Uh, mine is not from The Omen. Huh? It is from uh, Liar Liar. <laughs> Jim Carrey's kid is having a birthday party, and he wishes that his dad couldn't lie. And he blows up the candle, and that's the whole premise for the movie. Fantastic. The claw. Never seen it. Uh, oh, it'll get you. I this goddamn pen is blue. Let's play. All right, <laughs> Scott, number four. Uh, my number four is uh, from Office Space. Uh, oh, motherfucker! Yeah, that's my number four too. All right. So I don't remember <laughs> whose birthday it actually was. I don't think it's really important, but. It's Lumberg's. Was it Lumberg's? It's Lumberg. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I couldn't remember. Uh, yeah, they're having a birthday party inside the office in the movie Office Space. And they, <laughs> poor Milton's standing there, like, right next to the cake. <laughs> they, they keep telling him to pass down the cake. Pass it down. And, yeah, until, and then he, he, after, I don't even know if it's after the first one or after a few, but he talks about the last time he didn't get any cake. And, like, the horrible, like, who might be like the most horrible person in the entire movie, the, the office manager. Um, she tells him to keep passing it down like he's a child. And uh, yep, sure enough, he winds up without without any cake. And we all know well, what happens The horrible person is, yeah, the guy that's next to Milton that just doesn't hand his piece of cake. Because he should have handed it to Milton. Uh, it, was a, it was a lady. Yeah, she's a piece of shit. Oh, it was the lady? I don't yeah. remember it was, that. It was, but, yeah. it was also the office manager, right? Or was it just somebody else? Oh. No, it was not. Okay. Either way, 
office life. Am I right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Building on fire. Burn these places to ground. Mm-hmm. There's the squirrels outside my window, and they are friends. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my weird. number. F- <laughs> He's awesome. Uh, my number four is. Harry Potter's birthday when he gets to go the invitation to go to Hogwarts. I've seen a Harry Potter movie. Was that for his birthday? I don't remember. Oh, he turns sixteen or whatever, whatever age he turns. Twelve. Twelve. Okay, whatever. (laughs) I've seen the movies once, but I do like the first one the most, and and that is, uh, yeah, he turns once he turns they. The owl, they won't let them get the invitation or whatever, but somehow the owl or somebody finds him and he's in his little thing under the stairs and he gets his uh, invitation and he's he's going to be a wizard, Harry, like he just said. So, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, maybe? I don't know. Whatever the first yeah, one Sorcerer's Stone! Is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a weird way to happen again. <laughs> is there a way to get out of the dungeon without using the wizard key? <laughs> You, what the hell what, are you talking about? <laughs> when we get out of here, those monkeys are going to pay. <laughs> All right, Alex, number four. Uh, Lumber's birthday, office space. All right. Scott, number three. All right. Uh, my number three is from, and I had to look up the name of the episode because uh, I'm not I'm not a mega fan but uh, or crazy fan, but Simpsons. Uh, from Radio Bart, when they they go to El, what's it called El Cheese? Uh, uh, they well, damn it! What was it called? Something Beaver. El Beaver. Well, no, the, well, there's like no, sen- the there's Senor Bravito or something like that. But <laughs> anyways, so they they go to this like Chuck E. Cheese ripoff. Um, yeah. Bart goes up to the stage, and it's the super shitty animatronics. And the the the, the puppet starts talking to him. And he's like, "How old are you?" Great. Before Bart can even answer, and then uh, would you like us to sing you, you like a song? To sing song? Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> Here you go. And then they start singing the. You're the birthday. You're the birthday. You're the birthday, boy or girl. And then one of the animatronics like falls off and catches fire. And like an, somehow angry guy in, a, in one of those costumes comes out with a fire extinguisher and puts it out. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Uh, that song, I just remembered it was Wally Weasels. Wally Weasels. Okay, thank you. Uh, that, but yeah, that that song is is stuck with me for I don't know. That was <laughs> that's way before season like ten, right? So twenty years now. I don't know. Is that the one when he yeah. gets the radio from his mom and the whole? Stuck uh, in the the microphone, yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that's an old one. Nice. Mm-hmm. All Indeed. right. My number two is a small scene at three. the end of a very. Sorry, number three. Well, okay, yeah. My number three is a number two in a series, but it's the small scene at the very, very end of a very long movie, and that's Godfather Two, Don Corleone's birthday. And uh, it's a flashback because obviously at this point he has been killed and everything. But uh, yeah, they're all waiting for him to come home, and you find out that Michael's joining the army and all this stuff. It's just pretty cool. I think Carl Carlo is introduced to um, Adrian. Forgot her name. <laughs> What's her? <laughs> um, 
What's her name in The Godfather? God damn it. Oh, that's going to bother me. Uh, Connie. Anyway. Con- you Connie. can't win. Connie. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's a really cool scene, and it sucks that's that Marlon Brando you. wasn't actually in it. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, good friend for that scene, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was a really they got, cool. They got Ava back. <laughs> <laughs> he did get Ava yeah. back. They also didn't get back. Uh, what's his face? Um, grab the cannoli guy. Oh, uh, yeah, Clemenza. Clemenza, fat Clemenza. Yeah. yeah. But uh, anyway, that's a really cool scene. It, it perfect way to end that epic, epic fucking movie. I still like the first one better, but I have to admit that is yeah. epic. And Fredo's there and everything when. Yeah. Uh, he had just been killed the scene before that, if I'm remembering this well, it's, correctly. It's awesome because he, Michael's left alone just like at the end of the movie. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Spoiler alert if you haven't seen Godfather 2. All right, uh, Alex, number three. My number three is from a little TV show that I'm catching up on called Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And the whole gang decides to give something back for Charlie's birthday. And so they're all trying to do nice things for Charlie, but he keeps just... And it's like a surprise, but he doesn't know, so he keeps, like, messing up their day. <laughs> like, it's true. He puts, like, a whole thing of uh, spaghetti and meatballs in Dee's purse so he can sneak it into the movie theaters. Uh, they mess up the sauna and everything. And it turns out that Frank was lying. It wasn't Charlie's birthday. He just wanted an excuse to throw a luau. Which Charlie doesn't even know how to pronounce. <laughs> What's a Lau Wow? <laughs> but at the end, they do. Uh, they grab Charlie's like dream journal and they do a worm, the worm hat. Uh, they they do denim chicken in that episode. And then at the end, the capital of they give him a new rat beating stick with a, a giant chain and nails sticking out of it. And he was just the, the happiest I've seen Charlie, I think, ever in that show. It was fantastic. I don't really remember that. That's fantastic. Oh, rat, That's awesome. Rat beating stick. Uh, hey, what do we got here? It's a raw chicken with, like, little pants on it. It's like, denim chicken? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Charlie. All right, Scott, number two. Number two is it's not anybody's specific birthday, but the significance of a a particular uh, birthday milestone in a, a sci-fi uh, action movie from the seventies, and that would be Logan's Run. Oh, nice! When you turn thirty, they 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 tell you you're you're moving on to a better place, but that ain't the case. Renew, Spoilers, yes. Uh, and then there's the the trope. The or not, the the quote, Run Runner, that's for Run Runner. Run Runner, that's for listener Brian. Uh, yeah, you get these crystals in your palms, and when it starts glowing, it means you're you're super fucking old. Like we would all be dead. Dirty. We, we would all be dead. That's that's all I'm saying. Oh yeah. I don't think I would have made the run. Just saying. Yeah, well, your messed up hamstrings. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Creamy hamstrings. <laughs> all right uh, i've never seen that movie so thanks for spoiling it for me what um <laughs> what oh that I, happens right at the beginning don't worry about it i i know the concept of that movie so you didn't spoil it all right my number two is from <laughs> old school and uh frank gets shot in the uh, neck with tranquilizer again. Yeah. <laughs> yes yeah 
You got shot in the neck. What? You're crazy, man. I like you, but you're crazy. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, what is it? Ben, Stil- uh, ben Stiller, uh, Vince Vaughn's kid's birthday, and yeah. Frank the Tank shows up, and uh, Stifler hands him a tranquilizer dart, and yeah, a gun, and he shoots, and Frank shoots himself in the neck and falls <laughs> into the pool. Uh, not to mention old Blue's birthday. All right, hey, boy. We were, we were, I was driving somewhere. This guy looked like Blue walking down the street, and I rolled down the window. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> anyway, old school. Will Ferrell shooting himself in the, in the neck with a dart. Alex, number two. My number two is from a pretty effed up movie that's also pretty awesome. Uh, Full Metal Jacket and Drill Sergeant Arlie Ermey is uh, leading the whole platoon or all his, uh, his uh, privates? Sure. Sure, whatever. All of his privates and singing happy birthday to Jesus because it was Christmas. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. R.I.P. Arlie Ermey. Yeah. R.I.P. This Jill Sergeant Ippy. <laughs> Alright, I've only seen that movie once. I don't really remember anything about it. I don't remember that scene. Other than... I remember lots of other scenes, but not that one. It's been a long time since I've seen yeah. it. Um, Alright. Scott, number one, and I'm wondering if we have the same. I bet. This might be a trifecta. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying mm-hmm. it's good that we get to it before Alex. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, so, number one uh, has got to be from uh, Lord of the Rings, <laughs> Fellowship of the Ring. It's uh, my 111th birthday. Bibble uh, <laughs> Baggins throws the most epic birthday party that the Shire's ever seen. Proud uh, to remember. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen like the next morning when there's like 75 hobbits like all passed out on whatever lawn they were having that party because they drank yeah. so much the night before and couldn't uh, even walk home. Lunch. <laughs> yeah. and, the, and the Shire's so awesome that you can do that. You're like, oh, I think I'm just going to sleep here. And it's perfectly fine. It's like Oktoberfest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, you know, Bilbo gives an awesome speech. Uh, there's the fireworks. Um, it's the first time you see Gandalf. And the kids are super excited. And he makes one little firework go off. And he laughs. And it's awesome. Uh, I like half of you half as well as, as I should like. And like half of you half as well as you deserve. It's a great line. Proud um, feet! Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, the... <laughs> Ian Holm does a great uh, drunk Bilbo. I must be going now. So I think, if I remember correctly from the commentary, don't they say that he was, he got a little drunk that night, and when they asked him to redub his lines or whatever, that he couldn't do it. <laughs> so they had to claim that they he couldn't copy what he did that that night. Oh, that, so that's funny, or something like that. So they had kind of just had to clean it up and didn't re. Not dub, you know what I mean, when they re-record their yeah. Right, right, yeah. yeah. ADR yeah. work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, it's also Frodo's birthday, right? Don't they share a birthday? I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, I don't think they do it in the movie, but in the books they definitely talk about it. Um, I'm sure Frodo and Sam made out at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is also, uh, Alex, is this number one too or no? Yep. Yeah. Uh, 
that's awesome. It's a good start. Like I said, Gandalf showing up. The no, uh, the the what's his face is the baggin the sac, what are the bad people the yeah, sac sac sacfield bagginses yeah something like that yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> thank you. Uh, what yeah, about just, very old friends? Yeah, I just like, but the very beginning of Bilbo and Gandalf just getting high as fuck before the party. It's awesome. <laughs> the finest weed in the Shire. Gandalf, my dear friend, this would be a night to remember. I must awesome. be going now. Woom. I suppose you think nice. that was terribly clever. Bilbo Baggins! Don't mistake me for a. Conjurer of cheap tricks. There it is. <laughs> I had to conjure that lineup into my head. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to help you. Yeah. Let us uh, see mountains again, Gandalf. All right. Good number one, boys. Good number one. Yeah. Yeah, that one was so easy. The rest weren't as easy as I thought. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had to think about a couple of those. Just... <laughs> mm hmm. All right. Uh, any honorable mentions? I had none. No, I'm good. Uh, Lisa's birthday, where everybody forgot because Michael Jackson was going to stay at their house. All right. Lisa's got braces. <laughs> Dental plan. Dental plan. <laughs> Drops a pencil on his butt crack. <laughs> Takes a lot, Letty. Oh, that's my train of thought. <laughs> it's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? Uh, who knew? Football of the Americas was such a gentlemanly sport. Go on. It's so gentlemanly that when somebody forcefully throws a flag down, they get a flag in return. Well, it's only, you know, good manners to reciprocate. Somebody gives you a gift, you know, you get them one. Sooner than yeah, he got penalized. Jason Garrett from the Cowboys got penalized. <laughs> he was throwing down. Apparently, he was very angry at a call, and he went to to throw down his red flag for a review, and he slammed it down on the ground. And then the, the referee immediately saw that, and he threw up his yellow flag. <laughs> I wonder if Garrett picked up that flag and went <laughs> threw it down again to review that one. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite thing is when somebody angrily throws something, and then it fucks them. Impressional sports. So you, you see it every once in a while on baseball where like a guy throws batting helmet and it'll bounce up and hit the ump. <laughs> oh. And then, yeah, it's automatic ejection. Like at that point, the ump can't really not do that. Um, I feel like for that football game that the guy might have overreacted a little bit. But a little bit. They might have like at the time the commentators were talking like he probably said something. <laughs> it looked like it. There, there, I couldn't read lists. there were probably some words involved. With, with, with throwing the flag down. Uh, so. You handsome gentleman. Yeah. yeah. That's what yeah. he said. <laughs> I'm sure that's what he said. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, you, know, like, you know, you see, it'll happen in basketball too, and they'll, like, angrily throw the basketball down, and then it'll bounce up into a ref, like, not even hard, but enough, and then somebody will get tossed. Yeah. I, I don't know, like, what so, the hockey equivalent is of that, but I'm sure it's happened. Yeah, uh, well, just the other day, a guy got suspended because he uh, he was a scrum was breaking out. He tried to slash the leg of the other player, and the the re- the referee kind of got in the way and ended up slashing the referee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no talking your way out of that shit. <laughs> yeah. 
So I guess, yeah, like if you touch the official, it's an automatic suspension. And then later on, they determine whether it's three, 10 or 20. And you only got the three because it was definitely on accident. But yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. That's funny. Um, yeah, but I, but say, I like how in in wrestling in WWE that's actually a strategy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Knock out the for, well for an object. Do, do what? As long as you use a foreign object, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. So, guys, I ever tell you my uh, idea I want to do is where I would think WWF should institute instant replay. <laughs> how much awesome. it would ruin the sport? Like, oh, the megaphone was clearly used. You can see here when he grabs the chair underneath the stage. <laughs> Yes. He, he clearly slams it against table. the <laughs> yeah. yeah. He clearly threw powder, uh, powder in his eyes. Like, that would be. Wrestling would be, like, totally changed if they were to institute instant replay. <laughs> mm-hmm. they should, or the Kumite. They should do it. There you go. Did mock. Yeah. Um, well, I was going to say, you're talking about the, the coaches or players doing something. I remember this is years ago, but uh, a referee went to throw the flag. Yes. And it hit one of the players in the face, and the guy got pissed. He like grabbed the referee. I don't know if he punched him or threw him or just grabbed him, but whatever he did, and the guy got in a lot of trouble. But then afterwards, like you saw him in the locker room, he had this giant welt under his eye, and yeah. So that so. I think that changed the rule. So like the refs used to have like uh, like BBs or like kind of like iron shot in those things, so they could uh-huh. so they, oh, so yeah. they threw him, they could throw him where they wanted to go. And the ref threw that, hit this guy, like, yeah, right in the eye. And the guy couldn't play for the rest of the game. Um, he might have had, like, like, like sat out a couple games because of this thing, because of the eye. Well, he also got suspended for grabbing Yeah, well, he, yeah, that. well, he, like, he, he, like, he immediately reacted, like, yeah, no, he shoved the ref. But, but, but like, yeah, well, the ref was, like, like a normal dude. And this guy was, like, 300 pounds. Like, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a, a large, buff ref. this is a large, scary <laughs> human being. And, yeah, he shoved the ref. And, uh, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I guess you still can't do that. Um, I don't, I don't blame, yeah. like, I, if you watch that tape, like, he just kind of reacts. Like, he yeah. just fucking freaks out. Like, um, so. <laughs> yeah, steroids will do that to yeah, you. I guess. A large, large human being, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, after that, they have to use, like, they use, like, popcorn now. Not, not like pop popcorn, but. Like the, the kernels? The kernels, yes, thank you. Hmm. Or something like that. Uh, all right. Well, it's time for Neam News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Okay, just a couple quick things for me today. Um, so the teaser for Birds of Prey went up like a week and a half ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, but now there's there was an actual trailer for Birds of Prey. And the fantabulous something something of Harley Quinn. Like... I, just, I'm, I still don't believe that's the actual name it's going to go into the theaters as, but we'll see. Uh, <laughs> it's just Birds of Prey. Yeah, but they, they showed it. It looks like dumb action movie uh, with with Margot Robbie and, and Mary Elizabeth Winstead, so I don't know. It's got uh, Ewan McGregor as the bad guy, so it's got that going for it. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, but, he's like, got yeah an, interesting. but he's got an American accent, so I don't know. Uh, an American accent, yeah. you declare. Yeah. Yuma <laughs> is a tremendous actor. Not good at doing American accents. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so that that's that's a thing that's coming soon. I, I don't know the date. I could be I could be asked to actually figure that out uh, <laughs> as I was preparing the news. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see if 
this is another middling DC effort, or if they, they get the kind of fun, dumb movie that we got with uh, Aquaman, and I didn't, she, I didn't see Shazam, but I know people liked it. Yeah, that movie's cool. Um, yeah, I mean, there. I, I guess I know Alex wasn't a fan of the Joker, but um, nope. I, love, I know a lot of the people are, and I'll find out um, soon. I'm going to watch it uh, this week. But between Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Shazam, they've been they've been on a good streak. Yeah, they're, they're entertaining movies. Um, yeah. So hopefully they keep that going. Uh, maybe this will put some momentum into the next Suicide Squad. Uh, we'll see though. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that, and I just found out that uh, a sequel, uh, a second sequel of a movie that probably didn't really need a, s- a sequel to begin with, uh, is is happening, uh, and that would be Clerks Three. I don't know if Jeff knew about this. Uh, yeah. Mm, are you sure about that? Yeah. Yeah, I heard about it. Although you're making me, you're making was... me second guess myself because I just sworn I saw. You... You know, it's the silent Jay's Hand the Bob Strike Back's coming out. Yes, I know that's coming. Um, but I think Kevin mm-hmm. Smith on his whatever podcast. Oh, I just see it. Yeah, yesterday. Okay. So, so we'll see what they do with this. Um, I don't know if there's necessarily anywhere for them to go with this. Uh, so the yeah, I know the second one ended very nicely. So the second, the second one, no, it didn't. Sure, it, it was like super depressing, just like the first one. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was a happy ending. No. They bought the the quick stuff, no. and it we, turned back well, to black and we white. We did not watch the same movie. Uh, yeah, so he wound up with Rosario Dawson, like improbably wound up with Rosario Dawson. Um, right. so, that, so that's good on him. But they're basically back at the the quickie mart or whatever it's called, the quick stop. Yeah, but they own it this time. Yes, yeah. there's no difference there. They're still stuck at that fucking place. I think that was the point at the end there. Yeah, except it's just except now outlook. that they're gotta, except now that they're like adults with adult responsibilities. Yeah, they got they have a different perspective, a different outlook. They're business owners. Yeah, uh, I think the point of it was that that they're they're, they're basically going to be as miserable as they were. I don't think so. I think I'm with Alex on this, and they had that whole uh, little argument in the jail cell where. Yeah. Jeff wanted you know not Jeff. Um, that's his real name. <laughs> Randall. No, because that's his real name, Jeff Anderson. Yeah. Um, Randall. Randall, you know, was upset that he never even thought about you know he was just leaving him behind. And once he out, they got everything out in the open. I think it. I think it was. I thought it was so, a happy. Uh, uh, I mean, I think again, their lives are better off than they were before the certainly before the beginning of the movie, and they're working at the movies or whatever. But uh, I don't. I I don't know. Maybe I need to watch it again. It's been a while. Uh, but. But also just all the 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 callbacks of jokes from the first one, um, some of the <laughs> some of the stuff I don't I don't know what they could do now, like the the porch. I don't think they could do then. Yeah, like the the the, <laughs> the porch monkey thing. Oh, jeez, it's kind of cringeworthy. It's funny, but still cringeworthy. Like I don't know what you could do yeah. now. Um, I get Rosario Dawson was definitely. Uh, a huge bright spot in the second one, um, and, and Kevin Smith's real life wife <laughs> showing up, not wearing a bra was kind of weird. Uh, mm. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Like, 
I guess if the new Jane Silent Bob is is fun, you know, maybe there's some hope there. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, so I didn't think it was happening because he he tried to make this a couple years ago and Randall did not want to do it. Jeff Anderson did not want to do it. And so I'm reading now they've whatever the issue was, they've mended fences, he's rewritten the whole script and now he's in. Well, that's because he almost died of a heart attack. No, it was the other guy who didn't <laughs> want to do it. Oh, because well, maybe now they're yeah. friends because <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, he also said he goes. I, I'm I'm friends with Ben Affleck again, so maybe I can be friends with uh, <laughs> Jeff Anderson. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's interesting to me that that there was like there's either some artistic rift or a real life rift between these two dudes because like Jeff Anderson must just see movies as a side thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it didn't seem like he cared. Yeah, yeah. Because he's only been in like these movies, right? In Kevin Smith movies. Think so, I think he tried to do his own thing, but I, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's that's interesting that uh, that that he was that he would be the reason that the, there was a hold up there. Yeah, well, he didn't want to do the second one because I remember like because I watched that commentary or documentary, and he kept saying, "Yeah, it was a perfect. It was a really good movie. Why take a chance? We're all just older now, like whatever." And but whatever. I liked Clerks too a lot. There were some parts that were yeah a little weird, but I liked it. We'll see. I mean, I really haven't liked a Kevin Smith movie in a long time, so <laughs> it'll be interesting. Like, did you guys ever see any of his like Tusk or uh, Yoga Hosers? Yoga Hosers. No, I did not. They were awful. Um, yeah. Okay. There it is. Oh, that's that's basically all I wanted to to go over. Um, Alex, anything you wanted to talk about? Uh, nope. I'm all set. All right, Jeff. Oh, just one bit of news is that there's rumors, and I think it's more than rumors, is that Joel Edgerton is expected back to play Uncle Owen in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series on the Disney Channel. I've I've seen uh, kind of a, well, slightly related note. I've seen Dominic, speaking of Lord of the Rings, uh, Dominic Moynihan? Moynihan? I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Mary. Mary, yeah. Mary Adok is going to be <laughs> in uh, the the next Star Wars movie, apparently. Yeah, because he was in Lost. I think he's buddies with Abrams, right? That's probably it, yeah. Did yeah. Grumberg's character die? I don't know. In one of those movies? No, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> but he wasn't in the sequel, so yeah, I don't know where he would have been. Right, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Besides living in... J.J. Abrams, like, <laughs> bunkhouse like or Kate, something. Kate, Hobbit hole. Kato Caitlin, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dating ourselves, that geez. So, I mean, I think it's kind of cool. Like, he was a nobody when he was Uncle Owen in the movies, and now that he's kind of a star, I think that's cool that he'll return. Yeah, yeah he's he's definitely... Yeah. I don't know if he's A-list, but he's definitely, like, in big movies. Yeah. 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 Now, I don't know if it means the same girl who played Aunt Beru is going to be in it. I mean, that would be kind of cool if they bring back some of these people. Yeah. I don't know. Well, whatever it is, he better have those droids out there by midday or they'll be hell to pay. <laughs> yeah, maybe they'll yeah. do like a maybe they'll do like a death time loop on them and he's going to like, you know, not turn on the stove and fry himself in Aunt Beru or so, whatever. So are they setting it up him. so that like Ray is <laughs> kind of like... Uh, Whatever Linda Florentino's character is supposed to be in Dogma, where she's like the actual bloodline of Mary and Joseph. 
Who knows what's going to happen here? Uh, she's like second cousin. Something like that. I mean, Anakin was already... Uh, well, Anakin was like the immaculate Jesus. conception. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is the actual, yeah. like... Her mom had... I don't know. It hurts my brain just thinking about it. She's a clone, and it's going to be stupid, and I'm, I'm going to hate it. That's so, what are the sand people got frisky with... What's her face? Well, she was captured. And sand got everywhere. Yeah. Chicken cutlet. Lenny? <clears throat> Worst death scene ever. <laughs> to sleep. <laughs> to dream. No more. No more. They should have replaced her with the Shmi from um, Hook. Anakin. Is that Troopy Dog there, Alex? That's what the cartoon Shmi sounds like. I thought you were going for like Bob Hoskins. That's what I was going for, yeah. Right. Alex is going down, sir. But Captain, uh, I think we just found Alex's yeah, that's best all impression. <laughs> and then it's and it's it's Chippy Dog too. Not <laughs> that's me. Mm, that's me. Watch Peter Pan again, bro. No, I'm good. I will once I get to the Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah. How soon is it that? Is. That's a month out, right, or something like that. Yeah, November something. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, Sounds like that's it. All right, that's it. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Happy Death Day. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you. So feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.